beautiful people. It is Monday, February 19th, and for those that are listening on any DSP, this is Tuesday, February 20th, and we're here to talk sports, and we'll do so every Tuesday, and shout out to everybody watching on YouTube Live. Uh, we appreciate you for sure. Uh, we're absolutely going to dive in today to, I guess, the NBA All-Star Weekend and whatever that game was that we I guess. just so happened to watch. Um, <laughs> I really don't want to, but I do want to at the same time and absolutely destroy. Well, I'll just save it. Uh, so we'll definitely run into that. I know Sam wants to talk about baseball, so I put a little something on here for him, uh, especially if he saw what Juan Soto said today, uh, being that it's going to be a little Dominican Republic in Yankee Stadium all year long, so I'm super ecstatic about that. Uh, so we'll absolutely dive into that. But first, uh, we're here. Uh, we're ready to do this right now. Uh, we have Sam here, the advisor. We have Harry, as I like to call him, but it's Harrison, and myself. Uh, we're here to start episode 124 of the Chasing Points podcast. Gentlemen, how the hell are you? I'm doing good, my friend. How are you, friends? Living the dream. Good. Happy, good. Uh, happy Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah happy one of those things yeah <laughs> he's he's so angry i know we just, we all jumped on and we're recording this later than usual and he's just aggressive this afternoon the evening you guys are gonna man. get a different version of me today and it's he's gonna just, be he's great just, he's cranky. Haze. yeah cranky haze yeah, yeah cranky haze is here and i'm fine with that I'm, <laughs> I'm all the way i'm all the way with that so yes Take um so Gentlemen, the All-Star Weekend happened, okay, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> really wish it didn't happen, and <laughs> at this point, I'm essentially okay if it never happens again. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's, let's just jump into whatever it was that our eyes had to observe this whole weekend, and more specifically, what happened on Sunday. So yesterday, for those that are watching us now, uh, it, it, we'll, we'll just dive. We'll get the little parts out the way that were okay. Uh, Dame won three-point contest again. Uh, yep. So shout out to Dame. Uh, it was Dame time for sure. Uh, I, I didn't like that he did Dame time after consecutively missing several shots on that last uh, rack, but it's okay. It's still Dame time. Uh, uh, Mac McClung won the dunk contest again. Uh I 100% want to just stop right there, and uh, <laughs> let's let's talk about let's talk about the order of the events. Mm-hmm. I think it's time to put the three point contest last instead of the dunk contest, unless you were going to actually go out there and you know get the guys that are uh, dunking all over Instagram and doing these insane dunks. Uh, because the players that we actually want to see dunk aren't doing it, all right? And we, at this point in time, should just move on from that and allow these amateur dunkers to come in and do this because they will put on way more of a show than these NBA players are doing. Got the globe trotters, at this man. point in time, the three-point contest is way, way, way more exciting than a dunk contest. So I would love to just stop there and ask what your guys' thoughts you on, know what? on that. I never even thought of that. Cause it's always just been the dunk contest is last and you know, uh, yeah. and it hasn't, it's, it's had its moments in the last, you know, when was the last like great, great one, like Levine and, and Gordon 16. going back. 
back yeah yeah 2016 so like in the last you know eight years it's it's had a couple mm-hmm. great dunks but like otherwise yeah put the three-point contest last that was that was great hell you know make uh we'll get to it obviously steph and sabrina like put that shit last that was great like and the i, I don't yep. know there's just maybe because you know what you're getting in the dunk uh, in the three-point contest because there's a finite amount of time and you shoot and if you miss it's you just keep going and i i think you know just i'm just my hot take i'm sick of people jumping over people like <laughs> cool like i get it like mcclung is, is short shack seven one three fifty three i don't even know what he weighs now but like that that's impressive and it's cool to say but like i'm over people jumping over people like it's been done it's cool let's let's try something else now, now you think it's time? I, I've been, I've been on this for years, man. Like this thing is so bad now. Like Jalen Brown's dunk over Kai Sanat is a just a national embarrassment. Like, wh- <laughs> why did you put the guy that's five four in a chair, in a chair, in a chair, and then blindfold yourself with your arm afterwards? Afterwards, um, yeah. I'm, afterwards, yeah. just, just disgraceful. It just takes all the air out of the building. Just I, I'm good. I'm good with it. If it doesn't come back for a while, I, I, all the dunks have been done. There's not much we can see anymore. The dunkers that we want to see, I don't even know who those guys are anymore. John aren't Moran. doing it. Sure, yeah, sure. Throw him in there. I, yeah, he'll jump over someone too. So yeah, no, I, I agree. Like the three point contest is the premier event. Let's expand yeah. that. Like yes. get twelve guys, get sixteen yes. guys. Yes. I'll watch that all night. I agree uh, because that's something that NBA players like they can't take that off. Like you're either shooting or you're not. Correct. So like <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I feel like we need to make that the premiere of this event. Um and let's go from there because the dunk contest, I agree with you guys hundred percent is just not it anymore. Yeah. It makes sense. I, I the way the game with the statement that you said, it, it, it wasn't, it didn't just happen for me this weekend. It was just yeah. really, really, really exploited for me this weekend because I took time to actually sit there and say, you know what? I'm going to give this a chance. <laughs> Unlike the pro bowl, which I will never, ever yeah, give that I'm, a chance yeah. ever again. Uh, even though I do like, <laughs> let's be fair. I do like the flag football format because they're actually out there having fun. So I do like that a little bit more. But these guys aren't going to really give the effort. And I'm also okay with them moving the Pro Bowl after the Super Bowl so we can get the players that actually made it in there. And we can see all of them in there. But, um, yeah, I'm just – Well, that, I said it. That, I said it after um, Pro Bowl. I'm like, it's really not for us, and it's it's for yeah. kids, and it's for yeah. people to see stars and all that. But the dunk on is just another level of like disrespectful to the game. Like, it's just not good it at is. all. Like, I, and maybe that's me saying it as a as a basketball junkie and really close to the game. But it's really, really bad. Uh, it's really bad. It's a bad reflection on the sport. Um, I get, you know, kids want to see their favorite players, but like Mac McClung can't be your favorite player. It just can't be. <laughs> it's definitely it just not. can't. Yeah. I, I like Mac McClung too. Like I yeah. think he's he's a he's a great dunker. He brings it on all his dunks. He's the deserved winner. The fact that no, they tried no to doubt. steal it from him and give it to Jalen Brown is yeah, is also no, disgraceful. When I saw the, the lineup, judging is a problem. It's all a yeah. problem. All of it. Everything yeah. about it. Jalen Brown the lineup, I'm like, why, Right. I'm like, why is yeah. Jalen even in the dunk contest? Like that didn't make any <laughs> sense to me. But yeah, unless you're going to get you know the the bucket list of dunkers, right? Uh, and they don't want to embarrass themselves, and I get it. And they, 
the, the myth of Zion dunking now or even out of Duke, like you don't want to exploit that if you're Zion, right? You m- might as well just have the narrative of like, you know, we should have Zion, you know, but I, I just, these guys don't want to embarrass themselves. They don't want to get hurt, but, and you know, it's unless the, this is all Harrison's boy's fault. I just want to let you know this. Don't steal Stephen A's takes. This, I'm not. I haven't even watched ESPN, but it's okay. all LeBron's fault because ever since LeBron <laughs> did it, all these stars do not do it. Because prior to him, he was the last one that everybody really, really wanted to see. And then he was like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Every year, I'm good. And then now all these other guys follow suit because you follow greatness. And you're like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to take the LeBron route. I'm not going to get embarrassed. Where you guys aren't LeBron, you should just go out there and just dunk. You know, I, I it, Harrison, I, I, I don't care whose take it is. It's it's my take right now. I, I keep getting served crazy. like Instagram reels because I'm not on TikTok because, you know, I'm an, mm-hmm. an adult. And so <laughs> just hot take. Um, so but so I get my reels like weeks later, like all the other older millennials <laughs> do. But like I'm, I'm getting like highlights of like prime and like ken griffey dunking and i don't even remember when this was we i was like yes. six years old or whatever but like yeah. like let's do that like yeah make it a charity sports. have like yeah let's have all the like premier athletes and like do something and like make yes. it cool. the all-star weekend is never going away for any sport it, it, you know so. here's the advertising and sponsorship and me guy mm-hmm. it's there's too much money to on the table to lose whether it's from nike or you know, uh, soda vendors or whatever it is, like there's just too much around this weekend for the Starry. sport. Starry, yeah. Starry. And, and, you know, football's over and now we're in this like, okay, well, it's basketball and people are getting more into basketball in the college basketball and uh, waiting for baseball or for, you know, the, the hot stove and football to start. Like, let's, let's do something a little bit more, but you're right. Like we can't be putting G leaguers out there and 12th men and uh, just just having them dunk over. It's the week, the week after Super Bowl, And this is what, this is what an NBA puts on. Like, it's not good. It's not, it's just embarrassing. No, like all like, yes, it's a hot take culture. People are going to bash things, but Twitter is just ablaze in how bad it was. And it's like, there has to be something better. Yep. It has to be. Yep. I'm sure Adam Silver is already thinking about something. I mean, we obviously love the the in-season tournament. That was the first year of that. That's great. But a lot of these guys look forward to this just being their time to relax, right? They're going to show up because they're an all-star, and it's an honor to be that. But nobody is going to absolutely play. And I, I, I was looking forward to one of the traditions that you see in the all-star game is the first half we always know they mm-hmm. don't play. They, they play and they do crazy dunks and it's like, okay, that's cool. It's entertaining again to, to Harrison's point. It's more so for the kids, right? It's, I understand that aspect of it, but the second half was always, okay, now we're going to be competitive. And that never happened last night at all. When I see Carl Anthony Towns come down five possessions in a row and his windmill dunking it 360 and doing all this, I knew it was time to turn the TV off and watch something or just go to sleep. And that's exactly what I did. I went to that after last dunk I saw and he pointed back down. I was just like, I'm done here. I don't need to. But here's, here's the thing though. And I don't, I don't disagree. And we talked about the pro bowl last week or the week before, like 
you know, kudos to the like the Sil- Adam Silver. I think we all agree is the best commissioner in in the popular sports. Yes, correct. Um, and you know, you could say what you want about Roger Goodell, but I, at least I like like the flag football. These stupid, you know, I saw all the like the catch content. All that stuff is is dumb. I like to, you know, but it's something, right? It's not going to mm-hmm. go away. But you know, MLB tried to make the All Star Game count for something, and there was backlash from every which way about it from the players because they don't want to take it seriously to the fans and and all these different things so it's like what what do you do i i get all the the older players and people around the (laughs) league are like you know it needs to be competitive and then you have i think ant said like no i'm you know it is what it is like i just want to like play so it's like it's it's what are you gonna do what do you yeah i mean with the with the game at least it is what it is you always hope for just it to be close in the fourth quarter and then those competitive juices kick in and they do start to play a little bit but yeah that one you know i'm accepting of of what it is uh should they make the quarter shorter should it just be a shorter game yeah please like i really don't need that for 48 minutes no if we can shorten that somehow um, i do like how the nhl splits up like different teams um to kind of get maybe you know a a different set of like mini cup going on Uh um i could i could go for something like that maybe you do get a few more all stars all stars or some of these fringe guys kind of thing yeah some of these fringe guys that didn't make the all-star team that feel snub maybe you can invite more people and get more stars kind of in the mix um you know we spend all this time talking about who should be an all-star and who shouldn't be and then the game itself is is trash so (laughs) yeah uh, like it it doesn't even matter but i think maybe if you shorten it a little bit maybe it's eight minute quarters you get to that fourth quarter a little quicker maybe that second half means a little bit more um but yeah there's just not much you can do they're they're yeah. just there's no reason to risk injury in the middle of the year. It is a break. Um, the things that they can format better, like the dunk contest or the shooting stars, or you know, having more of like a Steph versus Sabrina field. Maybe there's yes. more there can do there. That stuff on Saturday. Maybe there's a way to incentivize some of the rookies and sophomores a little bit that they play a little hard on Friday. But that game's you know generally okay and pretty Correct. fun. I've always um, liked the Friday night. Yeah, the, yeah, that it's, game. It's all good. Yeah. And but. Yeah, Sunday is it just is what it is. There really is no fixing that one. I I definitely ignore the griping on that one because you know yeah, every other it. year you get you get a dud. Um, and yep. this one this one was a it's dud. But it was absolutely a dud. It was funny. So afterwards, like I'm just up and I'm like scrolling through YouTube and the NBA put up you know an, a classic uh, All Star game. So it was mm-hmm. 1998 in the Garden with Kobe and yeah. Gary Payton and Kevin Garnett. Um, the game is wildly different now. So watching that is is hilarious because none of them are shooting threes. There's like three people packing the paint. They're mm-hmm. like they're fouling each other because mm-hmm. there's nowhere to go on the court. So it's just a wild dichotomy of like now it's like literally five guys around the three point line just hoisting yeah, threes. The game's and they're spread out. Yeah. It's just so spread out. And you know, that's what's gonna happen. You're gonna have two hundred points because all of these guys are just prolific shooters and the yeah. game is so so different. Yeah. I advise anyone that's like interested just go back and watch like an old all-star game and you'll be like shocked at like how kind of not good it was i'll i'll say this as we transition uh in the second quarter of the east at one point had 91 points and i just <laughs> looked and i turned away from the tv and said yeah this is absolutely ridiculous this is close to a a game ending score and we have this in a second quarter that's all i need but, to know but what do you do you want it to be 60 or or even like 40 to 40 do you want it to be a college basketball score at halftime like i don't 
I don't, you know what I, I mean? Just, it's I don't really care what the score is. It was just shocking to look up for a second yeah. and be like, the score is 90. They got 91 points in the second quarter. Like, it was just to me, it was just like, okay, we to Harris's point, we literally could have 200 points by the end of this game or multiple closer to 300 points, depending on how it plays. It's just an astronomical, uh, astronomical, yeah. uh, astronomical number I, that it could get to. I, so. I think it just goes to like, how shockingly good these guys are at making shots now. Like they just don't yeah. really miss. Like and they like Halliburton and just going, he was like seven for eight in the first quarter. Dame pulling up from half court. Like you just didn't see that yeah. uh twenty years ago or ten years ago even. Not so do you think um it's like yeah, a leadership it's, it's thing? Like it's like well with you know Jordan and that era of Kobe, of course like I mean Kobe was young in ninety eight, but like <laughs> You know, I'm going to take this seriously so everyone else is. Like, even though, I mean, when LeBron speaks, people listen. He's clearly not, like, he's still the elder statesman and one of the best athletes this country has ever produced, but... Yeah, I don't I don't think it's that. I mean, even regular season games, you see 140, 150 points regularly. I just think it's the the maturation of the game like it's like you know if baseball just stuck with aluminum bats like it's it's yeah. they're so good now it's yeah. it's jarring it's jarring it's like, and it's really why yeah. yeah it's why some of the regular season games are hard to watch because yeah they're they're playing defense but defense there's just no answers for some of these guys no. now and the talent no. out there is is to, uh, to you know point earlier yeah. i mean dame and steph walk across half court it's any shot range. for them you know what I mean? That, that was not something that existed in the, the Jordan eras and the Kobe eras of the All-Star games and whatnot. And they also, those people, they came on the court like, hey, I'm playing against these guys and I want to beat you. Like, this is the only time I really get to play against you guys and show everybody that I'm better than you. And they had, that was the mentality I have. Everybody in this NBA is really friends. Not saying yeah. that they weren't back then, right? It's, it's, it's way more friendly. These guys hang out with each other, even though they're rivals quote-unquote rivals on teams uh they, they are way friendlier than they what they were back then yeah. right? they lace it's, it up it's just there. a different yeah. game yeah i'd say that too but like there's no way to stop this without team defense like correct there's no correct. one-on-one defense that is stopping dame loader steph curry or lebron james like yeah. so how do you get that type of continuity with an all-star team that you just put together uh, a couple days ago. So yeah, it's just it's the nature perfect. of the nature of the the format and the way it is is always going to lend to this, but now it's just ramped up even more mm-hmm. because of the guy's ability to just make literally every single shot they shoot in the gym. Correct. You got Correct. it. You can do like a like a all-star offensive player and then defensive <laughs> players and then you have like these guys that wouldn't make the all-star team anyway, but like are just gar- on the perimeter just guarding trying. like just Pat out there Bam trying on the perimeter in his prime. <laughs> Drew Holiday just guarding dudes like you can't you can't get out of the way. Yeah, but maybe we just I go. We we go five on seven. There's like defensive play, extra defensive players on the other no. side. I, I don't know. I know you want no. to segue, and I know the next thing on here. But a cool thing was the LED court. That's I know where that, I was that, going. Yeah, and they. Uh, so that was that was dope. I I like that. I mean, a little over the top at times, but it was, well, it's it been, was cool. it was, it's been hit or miss on social media. I will tell you that much. A lot of people didn't like the, the bright green uh, court at one point in time, which definitely will set your irises on fire. That's for sure. Um, but I, I did enjoy watching on the celebrity game. Uh, like they had the six point shots and it would just move like certain things. And then they had the uh, inflatable, wacky inflatable things. Was doing <laughs> it. And I was like, again, I know who it's for. 
but it, it was just entertaining to be able to have that because just just imagine seeing that on like March Madness since we're approaching that like right imagine seeing like they can show the highlights as you're going like you're watching Ariel they are just playing on a court but you can see the highlights behind them like on the actual court as it has that aerial view or the view looking down. So I think they could do some really, really cool stuff with that and, right. and be able to to switch it or even change colors like or something like that. Like let's just say for the all-star game, like the the East has a certain they have blue is predominantly East color, right? They when they have the ball, the court changes blue, or when the West has the ball, it changes red or some something they can just do, just be creative. I, I think that's just really a a cool concept of it. So I think there's so much more uh, that can be done with and will be done with it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was really cool, but uh, you know, I turned on Nickelodeon during the Super Bowl for a little bit. Cause I think that's cool too. So that was awesome. And I don't think we talked about it enough. <laughs> I I'm didn't highly upset see with it. My girlfriend. Yeah. So upset with her because I was just like, when we, we were at a buddy's house first and I came back to my apartment and I was like, do you want to watch the SpongeBob version? <laughs> and she was just like, no. And I was just like, are you sure you're missing out? And then out. a week after, she's sending me clips of how Dora the Explorer is breaking down. Uh, I think it was like a holding penalty or something like that. And she was <laughs> like, she's like, I needed this. I was like, I tried to tell you, let's watch this. There was jellyfish across the screen. You had and you're not gonna you get that. Patrick and yeah. SpongeBob in the booth. What? What? Now what you got to wait three me? more years. She's got to because, you know, that's a CBS thing. They own Nickelodeon, so. Well, we need that to come back. So that's all I'm saying because it yeah, was well, was... well worth it. But Agreed. Uh, so we've already talked about the non-competitiveness of that. Uh, we talked about the court. And uh, we, we, mentioned a, a, we mentioned it last week, and we were going to bring it up here now because there was a little controversy after it, but it was entertaining during. Uh, is Steph against – or Sabrina against Steph – or uh, however way you want to put it, don't try to cancel me or whatever you want to do with your nonsense. But uh, it was very, very interesting to see. I was I was excited to see it because I, I know, I'm pretty sure Harrison, you're a fan of Sabrina as well too, but I know Sam and I have mentioned it several times on here. I've been a fan of Sabrina for a while, uh, watching what she was doing in college. And then when you see somebody like uh, the late great Kobe Bean Bryant, yeah. take a liking to somebody like that yep. and really be around them. Uh, it says a lot to me, like, because these people, they have an eye for certain players and seeing how so many players uh, in the NBA love and respect Sabrina's game said a whole lot to me to, to have, to be the only at this point to my recollection, the only women's basketball player to have a shoe that transcends to the NBA as well, because NBA players are wearing her shoe out there on top of that. Now, mind you, there's been great basketball, uh, women basketball players prior to this. Her shoe is the only one that I've ever seen on an NBA court, period. So take that into consideration. But anyway, uh, she was shooting against Steph, and she held her own. She went first. That was the only, to me, that was the only thing that I think was was kind of the downfall for her is that she went first. So you gave Steph an opportunity to see what he had to do. And he was like, all right, now is not time to nut up or shut up. And uh, he did, of course, because he's the greatest shooter of all time. Uh, so let's just start right there. What did you guys think of that? And we'll get to the controversy next. I thought it was awesome. I don't think that could have went any better. Like, obviously, she started seven for seven, yeah, hot out the gates. Uh, like yeah. I was like, oh, wow, she might not 
ever miss. So, um, no, I loved it. I love that stuff. I love Sabrina. I love her game. I've loved it for a long time. Same as you guys, you know, you know, you got to respect greatness. Um, so yeah, no, it was great to watch. Um, yeah, it is unfair. Why does Steph get to watch? Like, I maybe think like blindfold him. I think yeah, put, him in, put, yeah. put him in a booth, like a, yeah, like a dating game idea. or something, like something. Fun. Like, there, he can't know what the score is. Yeah, Obviously, no. he's gonna he's gonna be able to hit that. He, he's the greatest shooter of all time. So, other than that, it was fantastic. I loved it. Yeah, I I, I agree. I was looking forward to it for a while. Like, yeah. kudos to both. Or I think Steph initiated it right after she won the. The her three point contest. Well, no, she called second. Steph out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, she and, called and Steph out, and he just, I mean, they just I, made it happen from there. I mean, Brandon and I, from the beginning of this podcast, have been talking about her. I got her autograph right over my shoulder here. Like, awesome. she's like, she's great, and what she's doing for women's game, and and if there's just a handful of of girls out there that are just like, look, I went toe to toe, and oh, I don't know how many baskets. Each of them made. I mean, I know some of them were worth more points, uh, but like she almost beat Steph Curry. And yeah, Steph in won a, by one, didn't he? Or he won by four. Excuse well, me. like three four. points, but yeah. like how many yeah. baskets? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I get that, you know, crunch time and like this basket, this ball means more. So I get that <laughs> on it. But yeah, she, she, and you know, stepped up to the challenge. She shot from the three, like the NBA three. And yep. like, and she would have made the finals in the three point contest yep. if she was, you know, she had the same number as Dame. Everyone else, yeah, yep. same yeah, same number as Dame. So it's yeah, like, I think there was but, there was no loser in this, in my no. opinion. And I hope they do it again. I wish there was more of it. Like they could have easily done so, another round. I've heard the, you know, let's get Dame and and Caitlin Clark in it and, yeah. and do all these <laughs> things. Like great, whatever. Let's, you know, I'm I'm again. This is the kind of stuff that I think. As we're as experiencing it and evolving it, probably will, you know, take over some of these legacy events that just aren't, you know, up to what they used to be. As we talked about for the first twenty minutes, there there was one loser in this, and uh, his name is Kenny Smith. Yeah, well, what what are you what are you talking about, my boy? Uh, I love those, Kenny Smith. I love Kenny Smith. Like, what, I mean, what was that comment? He's all of Hammer. He's a two time <laughs> champ. I met him. Uh, I met him in London. Great he, guy. Seems like a great guy. Uh, you know, he's Flex, he plays yeah. for a, he played for a college that you know is my favorite college for basketball. You know, he's also a hooper, I believe, from New York. Uh, so, so yeah, yeah. Um, he said a comment uh, that he probably should have just held off and kept in his mind, uh, <laughs> but he said she should have shot from the women's line. That would have been a fair contest. Well, Kenny, you just said that immediately after watching what she did. And she only lost because Steph hit the rack that had the balls that were multipliers. That's what I mean. Missing several of them. And if he didn't have that, right. possibly could have lost. So she didn't need to do anything. <laughs> she was fine. She shot with the WNBA ball, which she should. That's what she's used to. And she shot from the men's three-point line, which she didn't have to do. She proved she wanted to prove a point, and she can say, "I am a baller. I can shoot anywhere at any point in time." And 
I don't know if you watched it live, but Reggie Miller immediately was just like, "Yeah, Reggie, um, Reg- what are you trying to say?" And then he told him, "He's like, Sabrina, don't let, ever let any man yeah. tell you what you can and can't do." And I was just like, "Yo, Kenny, what's, what's wild Kenny, to me though?" It, <sighs> After that, the top of the key and then the rack between the corner and the top of the key there, mm-hmm. I think Kenny said I when Steph was shooting, I think Sabrina has this. And again, to the point of that last rack had, you know, the the more, you know, more points. But I, I thought it was Kenny that said that. So Probably to was. immediately after it was over to say it would have been fair, like, I, I'm sure I'm I'm sure he would immediately i don't know if he walked it back you know i'm i'm sure he didn't feel great after hearing did. the criticism about it but yeah i mean you're and i'm sure there was a lot more discourse on on the you know the trolls on the internet and whatnot but oh yeah they've been trying to yeah. cancel kenny for years anyway no they no i mean i just moments mean, all that so i don't I even mean, mean kenny i mean trolls against you know this you know what what sabrina and what the women's game has been doing and in this moment, yeah, yeah, I knew she wouldn't be set like that kind of BS. I'm sure that is out there. I I don't spend my time doing that, but yeah, that was that was a sour moment because it was like that w- wasn't even necessary. She held her own, you know what? And if she only scored twenty points, it still would have been a hell of a performance because again, she, you know, she did it. She good. She absolutely did. Yeah. She also had uh, such amazing kicks on. The, in the, her Sabrina ones and the Liberty colors with the yeah, ice the bottom. Yeah. Whew, I need those anyway. <laughs> um, so now that the all-star break is over. Thank God. Um, we can get into <laughs> the preview for the second half of the year. So we have the current standings here, which I'm going to look down and read this. So currently right now, the Celtics are in the first spot, uh, 43 wins, 12 losses, Cavs are second, 36 and 17. Bucks, third, 35 21. Knicks, fourth, 33 22. Uh, Sixers, 32 22. Uh, Pacers at six, 31 25. Heat, 30 25. Magic, Bulls, Hawks. Okay. So you have that for the East. For the West, I'm not going to give all, I'll give the top three records for this one. I don't need to do all of that. Uh, Timberwolves, one. Uh, 39 16. Thunder, 2, 37 17. Uh, Clippers, 3, 36 17. Then you have the Nuggets, 4, Suns, 5, uh, Pelicans, 6, Mavs, 7, Kings, 8, Lakers, 9, and Warriors, 10. All right. So, Western Conference, you definitely saw some names, or I've said some names on there that you can 100% see being at the top. I could definitely, if you've watched in the past couple of years of how uh, the Western Conference has shuffled around in the last few months. It's very, very possible. Uh, just looking at the records, uh, they're not far off from each other right now anyway, most of those teams anyway. Uh, so it could change at any point in time. Uh, same with the East right now, because as I mentioned last week, the East is definitely different from the East that we kind of grew up with uh, or in the later 2010s. Uh, it was definitely dominance from the west but right now gentlemen i have a question for you some questions some predictions and want to see what you have here so for the eastern conference championship game uh i need your who you believe is going to be in the game 
and who you think is going to be the winner and the same for the Western Conference. So Harrison, since I'm looking at you, who do you have for the Eastern Conference in the championship game and who do you have as the winner? Uh, for the Eastern Conference, I have Knicks and Celtics. Um, okay. I like the Celtics coming out of that one. Okay. Um, unfortunately, I'm I'm rooting for Dame in the Bucks. I, I want to see him get a ring. I just don't think is currently constructed right now. They can get over that the hump. Um, oh. So I I really love what the Knicks have constructed. Um, they're doing it the right way. They have some great pieces. They're a gritty team. They're going to be ready to play playoff time. And then the Celtics are just a class above um, the rest of the East right now. So that's who I have um, on the East side. Sam. Yeah, I, I will admit I haven't been locked into basketball as much as I usually have, but like hope you know I will change that. But I'm going with with Harrison's picks here too. Um, I think the Celts all ultimately come out of the East as presently constructed. Again, I we were worried about this with Milwaukee, and I don't know what the hell's going on in Milwaukee anyway. I mean, they're have how many games have they're three and seven their last ten games is that all doc like i don't know they had what their the toughest going on. they had their toughest road stretch sure. so it's it's i'm not i'm not writing them off at all no. i think they'll be right right there um but they had a tough road stretch i think they'll get it together and they'll be they'll be fine i just don't see them as good as uh the the Knicks and the celtics that that's all i think they'll be right there yeah i i mean without trying to be a homer i just think that the way the Knicks play basketball mm-hmm. you know is is built better for playoff basketball and the yep. i mean they have depth now hopefully og julius randall get healthy they've lost their last four games but um you know that the way they play basketball is is you know a way to win in this league and you know i mean the, the celtics are cruising right now for 43 and 12 but um I, i'd love dame to get a ring but you know also J, uh, tatum and and tatum's in his prime right now and you know that that team's deep too and playing really well. So um, hopefully they can Jaylen, get out of their own. Jalen Brown doesn't deserve it after that dunk contest performance. Yeah, that's why I'm I didn't, so that's why I didn't yeah. name. That's why I didn't. I'm name so it. mad at that. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> I, I I think first off to Knicks fans, when they don't make it to this game, please come back to this podcast and give Harrison and Sam both shit for getting your hopes <laughs> up. That's number one. Uh, number two, you don't know uh, what it's like to be a Celtics. Knicks fan, dude. We don't have any hope. Like, I'm not like I'm not going to bed like, oh, man, I hope the Knicks make the Eastern Conference finals. Like, Sam, you if they you, made it, I'd be happy enough. You can't even utter the word hope because you're a Knicks fan and a Jets fan. So that's what I, I mean. Oh, hear the word hope I mean, come out of not, your mouth. So that's that's, that's that. Uh, Bucks Celtics for me. Uh, I do believe that the Bucks will figure it out. I think with Giannis, uh, I think he has a point to prove. Um, and I think Dame 100% has a point to prove that he finally got out of Portland. And this is what it is. Yes, they they need time to gel. Like, like Harrison said, that stretch was really, really tough for them. But also to Doc's point of what he said in the press conference, uh, a lot of guys' minds were in Cancun already. Uh, you can clearly see the way that they were playing. Uh, they were not there. So I'm really, really curious to see how uh, how that's going to transpire moving forward. But uh, I, I definitely teetered back and forth between the Bucks and Celtics winning uh, because the Celtics, to both of your points and, and your selections, uh, the Celtics are tough. Uh, compared to what we saw last year to this year, uh, it is night and day. It's like what they were two years ago. 
Uh, was it when they when they had that run before when Ime uh, Ndoku was was their coach? Um, they they look like they are back to that point. Uh, picking up uh, Porzingi was uh, was a great look for them. If he can stay healthy, that's that's huge. Uh, that that's definitely going to help them out uh, going down the road. But I have the Bucks uh, winning and getting to the finals. So for the Western Conference, I'll just go since I'm already talking. I have the Timberwolves and the Clippers. Um, I know the Nuggets right now are are the defending reigning champ, uh, but I really, really, really like that combo of Cat and Anthony and Ant Man. Ant Man is just he's just such a phenomenal player. And if you have not watched, because I'm sure a lot of people don't watch Timberwolves games outside of really, really watching or being a fan, but if you haven't had an opportunity to watch the Timberwolves and watch Ant Man play, you're doing yourself a disservice and you would hundred percent need to watch this man play because he is an absolute monster. Uh, Cat has turned his career around to me after the whole uh, Jimmy Butler uh, beef with him when he was there uh, being soft and whatnot, uh, showing his range, being able to somewhat be a leader on this team uh, and turn it around. He's played some really, really good basketball in recent years, uh, but I believe the Clippers finally have an opportunity to get to where they're supposed to be uh, and what they were supposed to do for for a while, depending on what always derails them, which is injuries. That's that is the, the one thing they are they cannot win. Injuries are undefeated against the Clippers. It's, 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 it's injuries win against the Clippers over and over again. And if they can stay healthy, though, I I, I don't. I really see they have veteran leadership. I, I, with Ty Lue at the helm, I, I don't see people beating the Clippers. I could definitely see the Nuggets being there, but I, this is just who I got right now. So Timberwolves, Clippers, Clippers winning. Yeah, I mean, that's it's always been the asterisk next to this Clippers team, at least. I mean, even before Kawhi and PG, but like you, you just want to talk about this era of Clippers basketball is, you know, it's it's just health. I mean, when Kawhi is on the court, He's the best two-way player in basketball. You know, if not, he's, you know, it's a lot of hyperbole, but like he's he's right there. And you know, PG went healthy too and playing well. And and they have they have good pieces on this team. And I love Ty Lue, but it's you know, I guess we'll see when once April comes around. But um, yeah, no doubt that the talent is on this team, and it's been it's been on this team. It's just you know, can they all? can they put together and so far so good, but you know, um, there's a difference. All right, between... Stop talking about my pick and talk about your pick. Cause I want to know <laughs> why you had the nuggets and thunder. Um, I just think the nuggets, I don't think the, the conference title matters that much to them. Obviously it's not last year's team. I will say every time. And I was laughing so hard. I saw this meme years ago, but every time I see Jokic shoot, it looks like he's, playing in flip-flops and i can't get that out of my head for two years now just i'm watching it i mean i've i've watched nugget games all year last year since i've seen this i was like it looks like he's playing in old navy flip-flops dude like he's and it's so funny but he's just so good and i'm so surprised he just he can't dunk like you know as as big as he is you know whatever uh, I, I just think this Nuggets team is is really deep. Um, they've been there before. They have a lot of pieces. Again, like you know, 
magic things happen in April and everything in May and they have to all click and, and, you know, I've learned my lesson from saying this Lakers team will put it together. This Lakers team will put it together. And then they, you know, one and done, or they're just not even, didn't even make it out of the play. And so like, I've, I'll learn my lesson there, but I, I like this Nuggets team and, you know, Thunder, Thunder just, they, they're, they look good. I mean, they're young. I'm, I'm worried about that. They have a lot of pieces that could still, still need developing. Right. But, um, you know, it, it, it starts at the top with them and I know we'll get into SGA in a second, but he's playing out of his mind. He was playing out of his mind last year too. And, uh, you know, if you're the Clippers, Paul George is great, but to to have to give up all those picks and and know mm-hmm. that SGA was you know this kind of raw talent, um, you know it's it's basically he's he's transformed into you know an MVP candidate um, for sure, and I think they'll they'll go pretty far if he's playing the way he's playing. But well, Harrison, chime in because you have the same. Exactly. Yeah, I, same. I have I have the same. Um, it's it's more so for some of the holes that I see with the Timberwolves and the Clippers. Obviously, you mentioned the health with the Clippers. I just can't. I can't Unseat in good that. faith pick them uh, because I I know they're going to get hurt somehow in some way, and and then you know it comes all crashing down after that. With the Timberwolves, I don't love them in close games. Um, this year they they've played a few that are. are it's just. Interesting to see how they distribute the ball at the end of the game. You know, you have I love Cat and I love you know Anthony Edwards, but who's who's the guy? Who and in the yeah. playoffs, I think you need yeah. to pick. You need to have a guy um, that you know is the one that's gonna you know bring it home for you at crunch time. And the it playoffs have way more than that. They're obviously good in games where they're you know blowing out the opposition, but when it comes to the close ones, they're a little bit shaky. So um, that's kind of why I don't have them there. Why I do have the Nuggets there. Um, you know, I still love their depth. Jokic is still best player in the league, even though I think I have shy as the MVP. Um, and then on the other side with the thunder SGA, he is, you know, we mentioned Kawhi is the best two way uh, shy is that right now. He is the best two way player in the league. Um, and it, it's why I have him as my MVP. Um, and why I, I have the thunder right up there. It's, it's going to be a little bit of a Cinderella story. They're obviously very young. Yes. Um, but I love the roster they have around him. Uh, the depth they have is insane, um, and I just see them as a tough team to beat. Um, but I do have the Nuggets beating them just because of that depth and that experience once we get there. Okay. So our final predictions uh, at this point, I have the Bucks, uh, Clippers. Harrison has Celtics Nuggets, and so does Sam. Uh, you both have the Nuggets winning back-to-back this mm-hmm. year, and I have the Bucks winning this year uh if you guys want to add some extra comments please go for it and why you chose that if not we'll move on to our mvp conversation i i would i i hope the bucks are able to get there um i think they would pose a bigger threat to the nuggets um just matchup wise i, I think you know there it's a tougher guard um with Giannis um for the nuggets um if they get there my pick would change i think the bucks would win but um, because I have Nuggets and Celtics, I still I think the Nuggets, with their experience with Jokic, are the team to beat. Still, that's fair. I, I just I'm just still envisioning in the playoffs, Giannis and Dame having yeah. the most deadliest pick and roll mm-hmm. ever. And if if Doc knows what's good for this team, 
and he implements it. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even, I'd practice it all, all practices. Like we're not touching this until we get into the playoffs because what are you going to do with Giannis coming down the court, running full, full speed at you. You can't stop him. And if you sag off for Dame for a second and he has that shot, it doesn't even matter. You know, if you have a little, little space, Dame, all he has to do is that a quick little step back and he creates more space and that shot's going up. So it's so hard, but I, I really feel that the key to this team outside of obviously those two is Middleton because he can shoot the rock. If is he, is he injured right now again? He's not injured, but he will be. It's just that, so, so yeah, so you, you see, you see my point. If yeah. he can stay healthy, uh, that is the key factor right there because I mean, he yeah. helps space that. And if you try to help on either one of those two guys, if he can knock down shots like that and be open, it'd be absolutely crazy. I, I mean, I'm sorry, he is he is he is injured right now. Shocker! Shocker. We've seen Dame will <laughs> ankle, ankle sprain though, ankle sprain, nothing Not, crazy. Yeah, we've seen Dame will worst teams to Western Conference Finals and make <laughs> insane clutch shots. So I'm. You're uh, I'm, you're in my ear here, Hayes, because I, I I need to take a, a another look at this too. I mean, they can certainly outscore anyone, but they're going to be you know the defense is where you know we as much as we all love Dame, you know the lack of defense there and yeah. and yeah. not having Drew Holiday, yeah, is yeah. you know we all thought at the, in the beginning of the season or even when that trade was made like. This was going to be an issue. It has been. Again, the playoffs are its own beast, and they can outscore anybody. They can run with anybody, and I would not want to go, you know, through the paint with uh, Giannis, Giannis there. But you know, can they can they stop anyone? We don't know yet. So they they might get hot right now too. Yeah. So their next five games, so they got Timberwolves. Um, that that'll be a good one. But then they got the Sixers, who are obviously without Embiid and downtrodden. They got the Hornets twice, and then the Bulls. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So they could rattle off all five, yeah. and then then we're looking at a March fourth matchup with the Clippers. Um, so yeah, it could yeah, the narrative right could the, the narrative could flip quick on the Bucks. I want them to be there. I truly, truly do. I think I, they yeah, would be well. the, the most fun matchup. Um, Giannis against Jokic, Dame going for a ring. That's the most mm-hmm. fun to me. So I hope it happens. I pray it does. I pray it does. So let's get into MVP. Uh, we've all mentioned, well, at least you two have mentioned Shay a couple times here. Uh, but now I'm going to mention Shay. Uh, so for the MVP vote, uh, both Sam and Harrison have Shay as the MVP. Uh, I have Jokic, but I have put in parentheses, I wish it to be Shay. Uh, and the only reason right now that I have Jokic and and Sam made a good point in his notes for us, which you guys cannot see, is the Jokic fatigue, which was in place last year, some believe, even though I do believe Embiid could have won in any of these years that it was between him and Jokic. Um, but I, I think at this point in time, Jokic is still playing out of his mind, right? And it's going to be hard for them to turn away and say, well, we, we can't give him the MVP. That's the only reason I have chosen him to be that at this point is because he's still doing the same thing that he was doing 
the year he won. I think the numbers are the same. Win, yeah, I think and, the, yeah. It, it, it hasn't changed. So it's it's hard to say that he's not. But I, I, again, voter fatigue does play a, a part in this. And Shay is that fresh, shiny uh, new guy in this conversation. But I just think for those reasons, Shay won't be it. But I would love to see for him to win yeah, that. I, I just think he, the, the Thunder are a game and a half out of first place. I yeah. think, yeah. you know, a lot of the NBA beat media, NBA Twitter has been waiting for SGA to, to do this. And, you know, you can mm-hmm. argue he's been doing it for a while, but now the team is better around him and he he's no doubt the leader of this team. The fatigue's one thing. I think if if the Thunder and voting ends at the end of the regular season, if they continue to stay right where they are or or win the West, you know, and you know, it could still be the the Nuggets too. They're only three games out, but I think that means more. And adding the fatigue in there may be what gives them over the top. I agree with you, Hayes. Like you could get if the season ended right now, you could give it to Jokic, and that would be. You know, I I wouldn't contest it. I didn't really have, you know, an opinion last year about it. You know, I, I thought it was fine that Embiid got it, but um, you know, just knowing now that the Nuggets finally got over the hump, they won the title last year. You know, it, I guess it really just depends how the next couple months play out. Because again, if the Thunder are right there and he's healthy and playing the way he's playing, I think he's going to win the MVP. Yeah, your your reasoning's the same as mine, Sam. I could see I think if the Thunder can stay at two and then get to one, I think that changes the the narrative a lot because obviously voters definitely weigh the where the team finishes um based on the MVP race. Do I agree with that? No, not really. It's a yeah. team, they're both separate, but yeah. that's the way people have traditionally voted. So yeah. for me, if if Shea is is the fir- in first place. Uh, he's, you know, second in scoring right now. And then also on the defensive side, he's averaging 2.2 steals a game. He's the only guy over two. Oh, wow. So defensively, he is a monster. So I think the the media knows how to spin it a little bit. So it's like, all right, let's get behind the Shea bandwagon. He plays both sides of the ball. He's a superstar on the top team in the league. Yep. That's why I think he can come in and steal it. Jokic's numbers are silly. I mean, obviously, we all know that if they if they give it to Jokic, if they give it to Shea, I'll it'll be fine they're both very deserving um but that's the route i see for shea and why i think he's he's gonna steal it you, not steal it but do you, you know, think take it Giannis yeah. gets hurt because dame's on his team yeah for sure meaning like i'm just in, MV, in mvp I'm, voting i'm just mean? looking at the odds here on DraftKings. is you know Jokic is is minus 140 shea's at plus 210 and Giannis is at 800 Luca's at yeah. eleven hundred. So like, yeah, it's absolutely it's affected by Dame. It's you have another top five, ten player on your team, uh, and you are a top player in itself. Like I think it's it's just really really going to be hard against them. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's definitely it's not his fault. But yeah, absolutely, voters got to look at it. Well, you had this other guy, and if you didn't do this, you know, you're not the most valuable. Technically, I did. The the voting on this is is so weird to me because it's definitely a popularity contest type shit. And it's just to the point of what Harrison just said a second ago is it's it's historically the best player on the best team with the best record, right? So mm-hmm. it just is. I don't what, like I don't like that it's that, but that's usually either. what it is. I don't either. It's it kind of is what it is. Um, all right. So we basically all want uh, Shay. So 
good talk. Uh, other news, the surprising news, but I kind of saw it happening as a Nets fan. Uh, Jock Vaughn, <laughs> fired. Uh, five days after uh, the Nets lost by 50 points to the Celtics. So Ooh. glad I didn't watch that game. So glad I don't have the Yes Network that I have to pay for separately because it's not on YouTube TV. Uh, so glad I didn't get to watch it. Uh, it was great times. Uh, Kevin Ollie is going to be the interim head coach. Uh, apparently, this came out shortly after uh, the firing, but uh, Bridges and the other players didn't like the offensive structure. Uh, <laughs> no kidding. Uh, <laughs> so that is what the rumor is of that. Uh, any thoughts on that uh, before we move I, on to some baseball? Man, it's been five, six years of no player on on the Nets liking anything about the nets it's just it's <laughs> no offense here Hayes but like I mean from the jump getting Kyrie and KD here and then just they're Don't picking their Kyrie own and KD said they didn't need a coach yeah and then uh, they, so you know, there's that then you have a hall of famer who has no coaching experience be your coach yeah. letting them do whatever the hell they want they don't like it then then you have James Harden I mean and now you have Mikel Bridges who I'm assuming we all love because I I do, and yeah, it's yeah, I do as well. Yeah. Um, and it just no one likes this team. I I don't know, I, Hayes. I you have the floor, man. I don't have anything to say. I, just, I, I, just, I don't watch enough Nets to know what's going they're, on. But. They're trying to find their identity, yeah. and they they don't have one at this point in time. It's like Malik is the star player, but the like the puzzle piece that they've been trying to figure out, even when KD and Kyrie and James Harden was there, is. Where do you put Cam Thomas, right? Because Cam Thomas is literally a guy that can get buckets at any time, but he's also a guy that can absolutely go into a complete dry spell. Then here's the other conundrum uh, known as Ben Simmons, uh, because Lord knows what he is doing or not doing, whatever the case may be. I don't know if he's even considered a basketball player anymore, uh, but this young man apparently needs a whole new back because that seems to be what happens over and over again. So, Nobody knows what's going on there. Uh, again, I, I just think they're trying to build for the future and they're going to try to build around bridges and hopefully they do what they should have done a long time ago, which it pains me to watch uh, the Celtics uh, with Jason Tatum um, because I'm pretty sure that's a Nets pick. Uh, yep. See Jalen Brown, which I'm pretty sure is a yep. Nets pick, it is. Uh, play on the number one team in the East. Uh, because they traded away for some old fogies uh, and all that. So I, I I hope it's finally time to sit there and really start to build around a young core and do what they have to do and stop going out and searching to get a superstar because it's burnt you twice. So stop going out and trying to get a superstar and build somebody homegrown and work from there. Yeah. But they won't, they won't learn because it's New York. And it's well, Brooklyn, no, and they want to get somebody to be the face of the franchise. Well, superstar. They turned down. They'll, apparently, they'll learn. Yeah, they'll learn because they have to. They don't have any cap space. Sure. They're in cap hell for the next three years. So they're, uh, you know, they're strapped. They're gonna. They're, there'll be a couple more coaches that get fired too. It's just yeah. crazy Sorry. because before Kyrie and Katie even came here, all you could, he all you heard about with this team was just the. The vibe and the chemistry and yeah. the atmosphere was like the bench. Everyone, the bench was the most yeah. energetic bench that Every, we've seen. Wow, right. dancing, all, like, a, a team led by D. Lo, head coach, right? What's up? What was his name? Kenny Atkinson, right? Yeah, it was. Kenny, was yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. 
couldn't get enough. I'm like, just this so Nets team at the time. But. I'm so confused. How do you you lose KD, Kyrie, and James Harden, and you're I'm looking at the salary cap number now, and they're like worse off. How is that possible? Bad deals. Bad <laughs> deals. How is this possible? Really, really bad deals. And the ben money Simmons that you is to- making. Ben Simmons making forty million. I, I was just about to say Ben Simmons is the biggest one of them all because nobody wants Ben Simmons' contract because nobody wants Ben Simmons. You know what? So. You can trade. They can trade that one next year because it's expiring. Good, but Good. They, you got a, you got another year of that. So trade that's, that's got to be Somewhere. why they weren't expiring because KD signed this deal and then was gone. What the next season? Yeah, they got they got Ben Simmons at forty, Cam Johnson at twenty three, wow. Mike McHale at twenty three, Dorian Finney Smith making fifteen mil, Dennis Schroeder making fourteen mil. They are just giving money, lighting money on fire. Just lighting money on fire. Yeah, I know you need to have a floor, but a cap floor, right? Like no team can just like they're they're thirty million o- thirty million over. Jeez. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah, thirty million have, for nothing to show for. I'm it. glad they well, have yeah. all those seconds, right? <laughs> so, sorry, case. Sam, you can do do whatever you gotta do. You're 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 in your glory right now. I'm not. Week, I'm not. I have not are. been you all are. year you pounding are. my okay. chest about the Knicks. I think the first time I mentioned it was like two weeks ago. Don't worry, I'm gonna kick you when you're down. Don't worry, I got you. No, <laughs> I'm just Hayes. I got you. Here's the thing, dude. You mm-hmm. have you had what? every Knicks fan wanted and they came to you and it was a complete dumpster fire. It is not your fault that this team, this franchise has been upside down since then. It's not your fault, but I understand how you feel. This, he's, he's talking me off the fan. Like I'm a goddamn Knicks fan right now. And no, I, I dude, it has nothing to be. I, a don't, Knicks. Like I don't even, th- I, until recently, I don't even think about like the this. Knicks. Like they're not part of my, like, like yeah. life until like, because it's just another, they're part of all your lives. Your Nick fans is part of all your lives. You all have secret Nick tattoos somehow, some way, somewhere. I, I you know? get what Sam's I get what Sam's saying though. Like I, I'm a I, I'm a Jets fan, but it's not part of my life. Like no. I don't care I'm what just they so numb like, to I would the like them idea to that the net, the Jets are going mm. to start hot, they're gonna have expectations, and then it's gonna f- go into flames. <laughs> Fizzle, yeah. And it's just <laughs> you know, so like that's it. And you could make the same case about the you know we're all Yankee fans here. Like the, the same thing, like, but you know, it's, I'm not pounding my chest. I'm just saying the nets had everything, the league, everyone else around the league wanted. And it's not necessarily their fault that this whole thing went up in flames, but it's like, okay, now what do you do to fix it there? They have a very high price tag for, if you want Mikhail on your team, you're going to have to give up a lot because I heard like they turned down, multiple ones and like good players and stuff that's a great start you know you have a you have a cornerstone piece and he's also the only he's the only thing they have so they really can't trade right correct he's literally you let him go nobody's coming (laughs) to that games i don't care how well he's just the only piece like you got to hold that piece for the king's ransom like he is all they have i like mikhail he's he's not that but i don't blame them for doing that yep yeah yeah no totally Pretty shitty. So let's get to a team that's been pretty shitty, the Yankees. Uh, <laughs> the full squad. What a uh, segue. <laughs> the full squad has reported for the first workout. Um, there is a very interesting sighting of a skinny Gene Carlo. Uh, he is slimmed down. Uh, he They actually, Sam sent it to us in, a, in our group chat, and 
Giancarlo has actually had a he was interviewed and he said, I want to be a back to a baseball player again and He's just going back play to Mike baseball. Is, yeah. Is it I Mike guess, Stanton guess again? so. I guess so. I don't I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. We'll we'll see. I guess he's just going to try to play regular baseball again. I don't, I don't know what that looks like. Uh, not never been really the greatest fielder, so I don't know if he's still going to just be like DH or what this looks like for him. Um, but uh, I I guess we'll we'll wait and see how this turns out. Um, what are your thoughts on slim down, Gene uh, Carlo? I mean, what else? I guess it's the best possible solution coming into the you know coming out of the winter right like at least he's realized that he has bulked up too much his i mean he's had some unlucky injuries throughout his 10 years in baseball he's got hit in the face i mean but but yeah. a lot of it is just muscle injuries right so i mean that is more uh, hayes you uh, both of you would know better than i would i i don't you know, I'm I'm not going to pretend to be a doctor, but like I, I just feel like that's more on the player, um, you know, and the and the fitness routine and all of that. But it's not unlucky. It's like if there's something wrong, if you're oblique, you tear a hamstring, you do you sprain an ankle, like that's on the body of the that's the player. That's not necessarily the oh, game I, of baseball in a way. To to be clear, it's some people's bodies just give up on them. To to highlight more what sam is saying is some players bodies just cannot hold up and and we're watching a sport that baseball is just such a long long sport like and it's it's not as taxing as you would say a football game is right um or maybe even the nba uh or even hockey right but it's still there's still a lot of things that you have to do if you've never played baseball at a higher level or played baseball at all uh, you can tweak your body, you can tweak your oblique in one swing and not even realize it. Just being off just a little bit uh, will absolutely do that. Pitching your pec, uh, shoulder, uh, running, hamstring, uh, sliding into the base, spraying ankles. So baseball is is very taxing on your body for what you have to do. And yes, to to slim down, I think it's, his body is more of a baseball body now. Um, like if you even look at him standing next to Ju- Judge, where his body is like Aaron Judge is a big dude, but he's not like a big muscular dude. Like Gene Carlo was a muscular dude. He put on that weight to, I guess, just crack home runs out of there. But the thing is, with baseball, you have that power no matter what with that swing. Yes, you're putting on mass, and it's naturally going to give you more power. But that swing's not going anywhere. That velocity of that swing is not going anywhere. And he'll still be able to get out there. So I think uh, it'd be interesting to see what he does. I just, as I said to you, you guys, I just hope this this slims down in his strikes strikeouts because that's just been his problem. So yeah, I like it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it shows. In, in if anything, 60- it shows he cares. You know, it shows he cares a little bit to be better or to want to improve. And he knows he hasn't been, you know, at the top of his game or yeah. worth the money that's being paid to him. So it, it's a good start. You know, just let's let's see it. Um, and go from there. Agreed. Agreed. He has uh, a, a total eight war in the six seasons that he was a Yankee. And it's really just, you know, it's it's really bad. So anything is better than, than yep. what we've yep. gotten in the last couple of years, at least. Well, hopefully the Yankees get better with some more pitching because they put in an offer to Blake Snell. Uh, and we will see what 
he decides to do because uh, if I remember correctly, uh, the Giants and the is it the Giants and Dodgers are looking I think at the him? Angels are in the mix. I he's Giants from Seattle. Yeah, I heard Giants Seattle's in the mix. So I mean, so. it's it's going to be very interesting. He's he's pretty much the hot commodity right now uh, to see what happens. I, I've I really really feel the Yankees one hundred percent need to do all they can to get him. We don't know. Uh, excuse me, not we. I'm not on the team. Uh, as a fan watching the Yankees, we do not know what Randone is going to bring. We saw what last year was, uh, and it's. I, I just don't know what it, what it's going to be. And Strowman, we got him now, which we don't know which version of Strowman he's going to be. He's up there, getting up there in age and whatnot. Uh, we do know what Garrett Cole is is going to be. Uh, we also don't know what um, Nestor is going to be because last year, even when he was healthy, he yeah. wasn't the best uh, version of himself or what we saw. Uh, so very, very curious, but I do feel the Yankees need to – to pull the trigger or it's really not on them. It's really on Blake. At this point, yeah. So. It's, he's got a Cy Young in both leagues. His whip is always really high and it kind of worries you be him pitching in Yankee stadium. Whereas Stroman's more of a ground ball pitcher. And I think, uh, you know, I'm, I've, I've come around to liking that he'll be pitching um, in Yankee stadium. And I'm going to chalk up Rondon to just, I mean, he had an injury in spring and then he had an, another injury and he was just never healthy um and i'm just hoping if you get the last a year or two in san francisco and before that in in chicago like if you get that carlos rodan to match up with garrett cole like that's that's a lethal one-two punch um i you know it kind of brings you to all of the scott boris big name agent uh players they're still inside and here it's that's the boris playbook he'll get you your money you're going to end up playing in Detroit like Pudge Rodriguez did or Javi Baez, but like you're, he'll get you your money. But now, I mean, players are reporting now and you have Cody Bellinger, Matt Chapman, Blake Snell, and Jordan Montgomery, some of the bigger names of this offseason still without a, without a home. So, you know, the, the he, Snell turned down what, like five years, 30 something a year? You know, he's probably not getting better than that, especially now. So it's is it worth a flyer where you take a couple years with some opt outs to, you know, show that you can do keep doing it? You know, I don't know, but the uh they overplayed this market because the Yankees are pretty much been out of, of big names now that they have Soto. The Dodgers have certainly spent a billion dollars already, so you can, you know, I don't see any of these guys going there and some of the, the bigger market teams have, have kind of shied away from from these guys, so who knows where they're going to end up. Harrison, your thoughts on this? Not much. Okay. It's good enough for me. Sorry. They're, they're just, you know, there's some good, there's some solid pitching out there. I mean, nothing that's going to really, I mean, some will move the needle. I, I don't know. They're just, I'm, none of these names are super intriguing to me. Um and, you know, I, I think we're going to have to roll what we have and hope, you know, for good health. Fair, fair. Um, to get before we get out of here, uh, Anthony Rendon's uh, comments about his job. Uh, this is a job. <laughs> he said on Monday, I do this to make a living. My faith, my family comes first before this job. So what he's basically telling you all is I pulled the robbery 
and I got all of this money. And if I'm here to play, I'm here to play. If I'm not, I'm not. And I'm here with my family. Uh, I'm just trying to sum up what the people on X have pretty much been saying in a very, very nice way. Uh, because it, people on there have not been nice about him at all. And it is very entertaining. Uh, if you want to go and read the comments of what people are saying, do that at your own discretion. But it is, if you just want to laugh for a little bit, absolutely go on social media and see where anybody's talking about this. It's I I, I wouldn't be sh- I mean, I feel like most athletes feel this way. They're just not of course. dumb enough to say it out loud. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Basically, like. Nikolai Jokic said it after the championship last year. It's just, it's a job, man. They get paid a lot of money to do a job. Correct. Um, and it's just, it's just different. So, yeah, I get, uh, obviously, the backlash on social media is going to be massive. But um, I would, I would wager, you know, 50, 60% of athletes probably feel this way. I just think it's more highlighted because of the team he plays for. Sure. And as much money as they've spent out there. Yeah, for the Angels and for them to absolutely go nowhere. You had Shohei, he's not there anymore. You have Trout, obviously still there, always injured. And now you have Anthony here, who is now also always injured. So there's a bunch of money that was invested in these three players. Well, two for sure. And now you got you still have nothing to show for it. So I think that's perfect. What's highlight spot for him? It's, yeah, it's, it is. It's a, it is. It's a perfect it, spot for him. You it, know, yeah. it's not a priority in L.A. It, uh, the Angels. Yeah, yeah. I, I really it's, wish that Trout would have just went to. Uh, I would have loved him for the Yankees, but I really wish he would have went to the Phillies when he had that opportunity to sign the contract, yeah. that long contract. I feel that would have just been a better. He was never a free agent, him. though. He signed it while he was still. Yeah, but he would. If he didn't sign it, he would have been a free agent. Correct you. Uh, I don't know if it was that year or the year after, but yeah. I think the totally. year after they, he was going to be free. Yeah. Yeah. At some point, very soon, he was going to be. I think it's because it's Anthony Rendon. It, this gets the backlash, as you guys have mentioned. Jokic, you know, you, you take it in jest. He's a goofy kind of guy in the sense of like, he doesn't take himself very seriously. And that's great. And he's foreign and like the, the media eats it up. They think it's, oh, it's just. You know him being him kind of thing, uh, where it's he Rendon. What's that? He just cares about his horses. That's all. Yeah, it's a, and that and again, that's fine. I mean, I put, you know, I love my job, I love my career, I love what I do. I I certainly put my family and other obligations ahead of it, as we, you know, I hope we all do, in mm-hmm. in, a, in that sense. Uh, but you know, the he signed this huge deal in 2020, and I think. That's why he's got the target on his back already. I mean, weeks ago, he said, I wish the season was shorter. Again, not wrong. Not wrong. But the 2020 season, there were 60 games. He played 52. Great. Since then, 58, 47, 43 games. Yeah, You're making $30 million a year. It's, you know, yeah, he's just, not the one to say that. Just, and then on the, the contrast is you have Mike Trout saying, you know, this team needs to get better. I want this team to get better, but I want to be loyal to here. And I'm not going to, there may be a time where I start thinking about, I need to get out of here. I'm paraphrasing. That time isn't right now. So on the contrast, you have one of the best players of this generation, if not the best on your team saying the exact opposite thing, whether he's 
quietly, like I make 40 million a year. I'm just, the checks are cashing. I'm having fun. I'm going to the Hall of Fame. It's all good. I, I don't necessarily disagree with the, this is my job. This is what I do, you know, what I do. It's not who I am. But like, you, you can't say that, especially with the, the recent history that this guy has. Because before that, you could count on him. And he was a very good player. I I I will say this and say this alone. Uh, we and to your point, we all have jobs. Not all of us like our jobs. I'm not speaking for either of you. Not all of us like our jobs, and we act as fans because it's our fan base that we root for, and we see how much money that these uber talented athletes, which most of us cannot do what they do are not playing because they're injured or they say some things like this. They are human too. Yeah. They're human too. And some people also, you can get paid by a job, get a promotion or leave a job and go to another place and get the money that you want to get. And then you get to that job and you find out it's not where you want to be Yeah, right after you start doing that. So if you put it into those, that light, that perspective and understand and, and kind of make it more relatable to you, it makes sense. You don't, you don't necessarily like where you work all the time, but again, it's he's he's not the person to be saying this, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't even think he said. I mean, I don't know. Just look on it at face value. If someone said to you, "My top priority is my family and not my job," I'd be like, "All right, man, cool, yeah. same." Yeah, got it. I guess it's just this guy's history. Mm-hmm. I didn't know his. I don't know his history. I don't follow him too much. So just reading the comment, I'm like, "Yeah, facts." If it wasn't him, it would be fine. That's what it comes yeah, just down like, to. What? Just like, hey, baseball season should be shorter. Yeah, yeah facts. Totally. Should be. Yeah. See, but, this, but this is perfect, though. Like, Harrison doesn't know much about him. And he's, it's nope. perf- this is a perfect example of a person that doesn't know much about this person is like, that's great to, to people like Sam and I that know a lot about him and his history. It's just like, okay, I can see why people are saying this about him, right? Yeah. If you don't know, you're just like, okay, this is nothing. But people that are fully invested in it is like, why the hell would you say that? Like, what, what are you, what are you doing? Like, so yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very interesting. Try, to, to try saying that. that to LeBron, you know, where, I mean, obviously a different atmosphere of, of talent, but here's a guy who invests millions in his body and nutrition and all of that. And obviously has different aspirations, right? He wants to be the greatest of all time. He wants to have, he wants to be, you know, off the court, just as dominant as he is on the was is on the court so you know i know it's different but like that's that gear you know that just great athletes great people at their jobs and their talent like they have they just want to achieve there's nothing wrong with some people also don't want to be the greatest of all time for certain things they just want to be really good at what they do get what they have to get and yeah go away you know so there's there's that perspective of it too it's different motivations i was obviously i don't know much about so I was scrolling on twitter and like one other comment he said was like uh, in some interviews like i don't wish this life on anyone i'm like okay i get who we're, i get now hey, I get yeah, yeah that, that's yeah. a little that's a little much i he, i would i'd wish that life on a lot of people he, he says he says <laughs> he these says things and it's just like mm, did you really think before you said it <laughs> so this yeah. i get why people are are 
are attacking him. He doesn't make it easy on himself. So no, it, just, I don't think it, it seems like he does not care either. He doesn't care. He absolutely, okay. there's one thing okay. about him. If you don't know, and you've never heard anything about him, he does not care about your opinion. He is also the gentleman right. that Sam and I talked about uh, last year during the season that went into the stands and was going to essentially, or was going to fight the uh, person in the stand. Uh, so it's, <laughs> he does not Who's care. Who's heckling him he, for not caring. Yeah, yeah. And, and there was a time where he told the reporter last year, like, no hablo inglés, like, and he just yeah. walked away, like, you know, he's, uh, you know, whatever. He's man. just that guy. He's, and the, you want a lucid sound clip, put a microphone in front of him, and that's just it. Let him talk. He has a loose cannon. This yeah, does not surprise me from him, but no. it's like, it, it's just, if it was anyone else, it probably wouldn't even, we wouldn't even be no. talking about it. But I just <laughs> no. wanted to get your perspectives on it because that's yeah. all I've seen on social media today. I mean, rightfully so. It's an interesting. It's an interesting one. It yeah. is. Sam, close us out here so we can get out of here because it's late. Yeah, Hayes needs it's to go late. to bed. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, it's I don't even know what episode it is, but one twenty four, one twenty five. We're man, we're stacking them up. Thank you, Harrison, Brandon, for a fun time as always. Uh, tell your friends, listen, follow us on Instagram at Chasing Points Podcast. So for Harrison and Brandon, I'm Sam. Thanks so much for listening, and until next week, bye. I'm just going to sleep. I don't have anything for y'all this week. Goodbye. Yes, let's go. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs>